Thanks. <laughs> huh. What the heck? Um, so, yes, I play once a year, and I played so poorly. Is anybody in your family good? Because it's like you, your dad, yeah, your my, uncles, your brothers. Yeah, my brother is pretty good, and my nephew, I think he's like 11 or 12. He's, he's really good. He plays off of the, what are the front tees, the reds? Yeah, the women's. The vag tees. <laughs> anyway, yeah, my 11-year-old nephew plays off the vag tees, and... and uh, and he shoots like, I want to say like 80, low 80s. That's good. Yeah, so he, and he just got into it uh, about a year ago, a year and a half ago. So, so you actually have a good swing. Well, thank you, sweet Corby. I've seen you swing. Unlike Davey's twisted leg swing. <laughs> well, Davey is so incredibly bow-legged. Shut up. You are. That's a sign of being adopted. Because in the orphanage, they the put rickets. you. <laughs> yeah, the rickets. Is real communicable at the orphanages. It you, just goes you, around. You real contagious. Like two ticks away from being Neanderthal man, because you're hunched over, you're bow legged, you got the long old. And he whaps the heck hairy, out of the ball. Real hairy arms. Look I've been, I've hairy been working it. on my posture though. Have you really? Yeah, I'm a little more upright these days. But more, uh, bi more bipedal. Yeah, he's evolved. <laughs> my my problem is that I I top the ball every time. <laughs> Right. That's I what just, most apes do that, too. Yeah, I just pound it into the ground. <laughs> and just a bunch of little white bumps on the <laughs> driving range where you've teed off. Yeah, I shouldn't be swinging straight down, I guess. <laughs> he plays with a, with a club like that Captain Caveman used to carry around in the cartoon. Yeah, and I hate riding in the car with him because you're always picking in my hair and eating the little gnats out of it. <laughs> He's always throwing around Samsonite suitcases. <laughs> I don't know if anybody remembers those commercials. No. Rick so how probably. was last week? How was four hours of fun? Did you have fun there? We actually had a really fun show. Yeah, we had a good time. We it got was... on some good kicks, and it felt like the old ran again. It's just like the old days. It's a little early. Yeah. 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 I didn't like that too much. By the way, I, I do have a... a, a AIDS? A, no. I have a story of, uh, of karmic justice from last week. Okay. Karmic? Yeah. Is this um, having to do with you being told that you didn't get the job? No, no. No. Um, last week, we spent... Is this spent because North Texas Nissan wronged you at some point? No. <laughs> what is it? What happened there? The, whose dealership is that? Bob and Dan's? Yeah. And mine. And Corby's. Oh, and yours. Mm -hmm. So it burns, or 95% of it burned, right? Y including the cars? Yeah. I heard not, not all the cars, though, just ones in the, like there's the perimeter around the showroom or whatever so they having a fire sale this weekend uh, i don't know so yeah from what scott told me scott jones our technical director mm -hmm. who's the dumbest man i've ever known in my life right he is a neanderthal <laughs> yeah well you see your unibrow yeah well so does davy he just plucks it yeah, but at least he plucks it. At least, I mean, Yeah, but he's, it's still there. It exists. I mean, an, he a, uses an our ape, tweezers. An ape could shave his whole body. No, because... Look like, look like Dave. An ape doesn't have a soul. I have a soul. Barely. An ape has a soul. It's alleged, by the way. There's a lot of apes at St. Thomas. There are a lot of Catholics nowadays. Wow. What? All converting. So Scott tells me that the fire was caused by an employee who was gassing up a vehicle and then drove off with the gas pump still in the car right and a lighter and he's lighting a cigarette so the guy didn't die though did it blow up scott come on here you're our reporter i got it all from the engineer on site where they're at uh was his name george that's right his name is george 
What? Let's hear it. We were doing a remote that day? Were we doing a remote? No. No. We said engineer oh. on site. No. Well, how did you hear about this? Well, well, I saw the fire and couldn't really figure out what it was. My girlfriend read me the newspaper article. Oh, when, so you, you can't read? <laughs> when the guy yanked out the uh, he's nozzle, he's there was an electrical spark or whatever, and it, uh, the tank didn't actually explode. It just kind of like flash, little flash fire. I wonder if he got fired. No, I mean, I'm literally, I wonder if the guy got fired. I was wondering the same thing. I, wonder what a I would imagine, imagine so. What does a slightly charged Maxima go for these days? You know, you have the hailstorm, you know, the hail damage cars. Well, you know, the great part about North Texas Nissan, I think that was... They Three of their cars survive right now? They pro Yeah, they prophesied that was going to happen because they built another store. That's right. Sherman and Texoma Parkway off 75. Go visit them. Gosh, how bad does that guy feel? I don't, Putting I, all those people out of work. What if you burn that, that building, or, or like the building you're in right now? What if you personally burn Rivershawn Plaza? Would they fire you on accident? No. No. They wouldn't fire you, well, but you're you... untouchable. No, it's not because I'm untouchable. It's because they have insurance, and I could sue them for wrongful termination, which That's I plan one, to do anyway. What's one way to get rid of your inventory? <laughs> what, what do you mean? I hope they have insurance. How are they going to get, get God, rid of spots? You know what? I hate insurance companies so much. I'm glad that happened, because they got to pay for all that. Why do you hate insurance companies? I think they wrong people. They also help a lot of people. They're always investigating sketchy fires and pff, robberies. I mean, come on. It's all legit. Yeah. It's why arson's you, over That's why you pay insurance money. Where you can commit arson? Right. Anyway. Um, There's a fire sale spot? Is this a bit? Come on the air, Scott. No, yeah. sir, it's not a bit. We, they made a commercial just for the fire sale. Oh, let's take a listen to this. If you're looking for a great deal on a Nissan, then head just across Lake Louisville on the Shady Shores exit and check out the deals at the hottest Nissan dealership in North America, North Texas Nissan. It's the Midsummer Sales event and fire sale going on now at both locations of North Texas Nissan. Get into either location of North Texas Nissan, 35 in Shady Shores or Central and Texoma Parkway in Sherman. And you'll get great deals and free gas for a year with the purchase oh, of any gas. new vehicle. Get a new Xterra, Maxima, Centra, or Frontier. Ironic. All with free gas for a year. It's the hottest deals of the year at both locations, 35 at Shady Shores in Denton, or 75 at Texoma Parkway in Sherman. Free gas, great deals and interest rates as low as 0.9%. Between free gas and low interest rates, this is the time to see why North Texas Nissan is the fastest growing Nissan dealer in North America. The fire sale going on now at both locations of North Texas Nissan, 35 in Shady Shores in Louisville, or 75 at Texoma Parkway in Sherman. Now surely that was done. North that Texas Nissan, always your first stop for the best deal. That sure, yeah, that before. had to been done before the fire. Well, I don't know. When is, it has a start date on When was the fire? It. When was the fire? We, we didn't start the fire. Shut it's up. What, uh, no. Wednesday? <laughs> okay, what does the spot say on the ENCO there? It you, says Corby. the start Thank date. You, Dave. Shotgun. It says 722 for a kill date. When does it start, though? It doesn't when was have it, a start when it, date. When was it recorded? Scan over. Oh. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Billy Tubbs. Okay, that's defeating. Recorded the 17th, Davey. God, it was made before then. Wow, well, they went was, over above the Call pathetic. of Duty to promote their sale. It's a little extreme in my mind. Man, that sucks. I think the guy called Wednesday. I was up here working 7 to 11, and he's like, hey, you can't play any more of those commercials. It just burnt to the ground. <laughs> oh, man. I gave him Cactus' home number. Who? What? Steve Pryor, commercial guy.
Oh. Right. oh. Anyway, you know, so... we've had a string of clients that have had their places burned down. You know, Hooters burned down? or what? Fighters? Bennigan's, no, Bennigan's burned down. Bennigan's burned down. Hardline's burned Stop down. Stop bringing that up. <laughs> Sim Fighters. What's wrong with you? I love Sim Fighters. I know you do, Corby. Uh, <laughs> I know you do, buddy. <laughs> so, how about uh, go ahead and get us legal, Scott, with the legal identification? KTCK, Dallas Fort Worth, KTBK, Sherman Dennison, KTBK, Sanger. So what did you guys do for vacation? Well, uh, I want to... Can I tell my story? Oh, okay, sorry. Is this the adopted thing again, the bowlegs? No, the, the karmic debt. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, okay. Boy, we really sorry. got on track. Yeah, we... Is this the... Oh. We buried that teeth. Is this the baby Jessica thing? No. What? Jean Benet? No, last week we spent a, we spent a good 45 minutes on blind people. Uh-oh. Because Jeremy's new girlfriend... Took us a long time to finish. What? Jeremy's new girlfriend is blind, if you hadn't heard this. Like, uh, legally, big, like, totally, Big, what? strong Jeremy's new girlfriend you know is legally blind. And you guys are sorrier than the day is long for making fun of him, if you did make fun of him. We didn't I'm make sure fun of him. Did. Yeah, no, girlfriend's did. a girl, anyway. And she is blind. No, they called in. We, we got them to call in, and we spoke to both of them on the, on the air. And she's blind. She's mm -hmm. blind. Like, totally, legally, what? Totally. Yeah. Totally blind, and she's, you know. She had to put her hand on the phone to feel Davy's voice. She's not... What? She's blind. Right. And she's very, very confident and very yeah. comfortable with her blindness. She yeah, she's comfortable with her blindness, but she doesn't particularly like blind people. She actually had the hottest sports opinions about blind people. Yeah, she said blind people make her sick because they act so helpless all the time. All right, let me ask you a question. If you were blind, would it make a difference... So that's karmic justice. If your no, friends told that she's you blind. that your girlfriend was ugly. All right, hang on. What? Let's get, let's get to... Davies karmic justice before we get to hypotheticals. Okay. okay. Well, we had uh, we had a, a couple people call in afterwards, including a blind guy who was right. a little ticked off at us that he thought we were being insensitive. But we sure. we got him to talk about it, and we had a good discussion with him. And I don't think he was ticked off when he hung up the phone. But anyway, I felt a little uncomfortable that we had talked about blindness and made a couple jokes. So I don't think right. we were out of line, but so you we basically made puns. You know, like, oh, did you guys meet on a blind date? You know, stupid stuff. Did, yeah. you, uh, did you kill a deaf girl? No. No, I didn't, Corby. I, uh, later on that, that day, on Saturday, last Saturday, I went to the mall. And I was uh, doing some shopping at Banana Republic. And your leg fell off. No. You shot a mute? No. You went to the blind aisle? And, <laughs> and I went into the dressing room to try mm -hmm. on a shirt. Yes. And, and you stabbed one, somebody with no tongue. No. And I pull the shirt over my head, and the price tag rakes across my left eye like a paper cut on my eyeball. Really? And it would not stop watering, and I was blind. Were you aroused at the cancer? time? No, I was blind in my left eye for like a day and a half. I had to go to Eckerd and get an eye patch. <laughs> I had to wear an eye patch around <laughs> the house. did? I did, too. That's when great. And then you went to the fair and... And killed a diabetic. <laughs> yes. That's the end of the story. Wow. So I just, I had a brush with blindness. And you ate After a, last Saturday's show. You what? You ate a scurvy baby. Huh. No, but I did sodomize a three-legged chihuahua. <laughs> what? I don't know why you're getting into animals. I know. That's weird. As long as Jeremy been dating this fine woman? A couple I weeks. Think, I think, by the way, that is how Davey got Ricketts. Ate a scurvy baby. 
That's all they fed you at the orphanage. That and gruel. <laughs> a scurvy baby. <laughs> Roadkill. And... Oh, man. Okay, okay, what was Rick's hypothetical? No, if you, if you were dating a blind... Uh, yeah? If you were blind and you were dating a gal and all your friends said she was ugly, would it matter to you? Yes. Yeah, because that's... When we first start dating someone, that's the reason we date them, is to impress our friends. Well, no. <laughs> I don't think so, but... I think initially the attraction is the looks. No, so, like, so, like, when you, when you do a, uh, a... What? A clay sculpture of their head and you're feeling right. their face... And so they not all blind people do that. That's just the one in the Lionel Richie video. video. <laughs> but does she have like all so sorts of like pock marks and, and pock marks and carbuncles? Yeah. No, I mean, could you tell by feeling somebody's face what what it's, their appearance okay, was? You know, Unless like you dated them for like up, three months. You're bringing up the Laura Dern, uh, Billy Bob Thornton mask scenario, where remember she was the blind. Yeah, camper. but I could tell that mask was hurting. You know, if you felt his face. And like Rock, she, was, she felt Rocky Dennis's face and didn't yeah, care, and she was hot. But you don't have any concept of what's beautiful if you're blind. True. You don't have any concept of what the, the archetypal Venus woman looks like. Or so how, you can't compare it to anything. You just feel someone's face, and everyone feels different, and no one feels better looking than another person. I wonder if a lot of blind people are just faking it. Oh, my God. So they could care, bring their dog in the store? <laughs> I think we'll they're big animal I, lovers. Yeah, I, I had to do that last weekend because I had Jake with me. Right. But I didn't want to leave him in the car because it's real hot. Start running into stuff on the aisle. And right. Everything. Except it was pretty obvious he wasn't a C&I dog. And he, he kept snapping his choke collar. You know what? All right. All over the store. All right. We need to do that. Yeah, and I didn't have him on a leash. Let's so bring his, the, I think that really blew my cover I mean, as being Jake, a blind Jake's person. like, you know, a little 10-pound rug rat. Right. It's not a good seeing eye dog. Let's go into, like, North Park Mall with Jordan and Jake, and we're both wearing, like, dark glasses. Uh -huh. And just see him. Just hang on and just kind of wander aimlessly around. See if anyone the, buys it? Let the, yeah. And if someone comes up, just say, dude, we're blind. There are seeing eye dogs. Yeah, and just see what they say. That's why I think it'd be funny if they were just off-leash. They, we we, we weren't, they weren't attached to us in any way. But we could get away with it because we're blind. Let's do that. The two dumbest seeing eye dogs ever. <laughs> Write it down. That'd be funny. That is good. I all right. You be the blind person. I want to do this. I want to be the scurvy baby. Who you want to be, <laughs> Dave? <laughs> I'm the orphan. All right. You're the bow-legged bow orphan. <laughs> Crow Magnon orphan. Oh hey, it's Ricky Ricketts, the <laughs> bow-legged orphan. Little Joey Scurvy. <laughs> What's on your plate today? Well, uh, coming when we come back, I want to hear about your vacation. Well, we I'm going on vacation right now again. Yeah, we... Uh, what? I'm going down to um, Austin. For what? We're just going to hang out there for a couple days. One segment with us is all we're asking. I, re I really... I, I'm sorry, but I have to go. We're already late. I was supposed to be there at 10. I forgot I had to do the show today. You're supposed to be at Austin in at Austin 10. at 10. Yeah, they're expecting us. That's is he lying, Dave? What's that's when doing? they're rolling the first one, or... Come on. Where, why are you going to Austin? Uh, we're, we're just going to go... Somebody's got a chop saw in the background. Yeah, they're they making do. clubs. Oh. Um, we're going to go... Chopping up scurvy babies. <laughs> <laughs> for gruel, for yeah, other Yeah, if you orphans. come here before 6 o'clock... Just a note to anyone who wants to complain, we've never specified if they're human babies. We're just saying babies. You get a sample of scurvy baby. Till 6. 
get those little cups like at Costco. They have a little tray with toothpicks. <laughs> yeah. They have some old the... man frying them up in one of those <laughs> George Foreman's. They're the, what? Little, the little paper you know. condiment cup. Yeah. Uh -huh. A little toothpick in it. And plus, you can get a scurvy cheese stick as an appetizer. They have good and dipping sauces here, too. Um, pick. I'm just going Honey down mustard. there for the fun of it. We're going to go down to Barton Springs <laughs> dip, and hang out. Dip a morsel of scurvy baby in some <laughs> consumption. Yuck. It's a good word, though. All right, no, Corby, I really need you for this next segment. It won't take just a second. I realize that, but I really have to go. All right, Corby tells us about his vacation next. <laughs> 13, 10, the ticket. This is the Gordon Keith Show for Saturday. What is this? 7. July 21st. 7 is July, right? Yeah. Saturday the 21st of July, in case you didn't know the date. That's basically a way for radio people to stall when they give you the date on which they're broadcasting. Right. Incessant time checks. Yeah. Okay, <clears throat> so so here we are. I don't know. It was like uh, 88 when I was driving in. It wasn't Sunny too skies hot. and 88 today right. in Dallas Fort Worth. Sunny in 77. Okay, so this is the uh, the show. Davy's here with me. Welcome, David. Good morning. So what's new with mm, you? Or Rick Rick and Corby bailed on us. Yeah. Sorry. So yeah, that's all right. I figured they'd have to go. They were. Um, had to get out of that remote they were doing. Yeah. But we're going to be here for the next two hours, and we have lots of stuff planned, David. A lot of things we need to get to. Boy, do we. So I thought we'd start off the show by wasting time going screenless. <laughs> because we don't have anything going on. Right. All right, hand me the phone bank. Let's get, uh, this is what we like to call early community reaction. It's a new segment we're debuting here. Before we ever talked about anything. Before we talk about anything, we like to get early community reaction. Hi, you're on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. Yes, why get give on a Give Good Sunday? Hi, you're on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket, with early community reaction. Uh, I need to get Martine Raleigh on the phone. I need a Tour de France update, and I'm, I need to tell her that I'm so tired of hearing about Kenny Rogers missing rib or whatever the hell he's got going on. Your, your tickers are so stale today. Can I please get some information? All right, Martine, you want to take this guy on? Yeah, I'll take him on. I just started. What? That was my first ticker, and we always open up with the Ranger. I know. I, I, I and I got the Tour de France here right here, and I'll be more than Wait, happy to. that was your first ticker? Yeah, it was my first ticker. I mean, well, give then me how, can, how can it be stale? <laughs> how can it be stale? She's only done one. Well, because I've been listening to your station. It is the same station that was broadcasting on this frequency 20 minutes ago, isn't it? Yes, yeah, but Martine's just now doing... different from Drew. Well, I know. I love... Thank you. Like, I've, I've talked to the producer of that previous show like three times. Uh -huh. and he's, he's blowing me off. And, and Drew is queer, by the way. Mm. What? Mm. Well, you might want to give him a call then. <laughs> All right. So what's, All right, so Tour de France update. Let's go. What's up with it? Yeah, what's going on in the tour, Martine? I'll let you know. Can we w get it on www.letour.com? Uh, yeah, why don't you get on it? Tour all the time. Why don't you get on the website then? Because I don't have a computer in my car. Oh, well it's then get now, one. Maybe let's let's get Frank Parr on the phone. Maybe he can get me one. <laughs> all right, all right. We'll get your tour update here in a second. And meanwhile, uh, a note to Scott: Will you put it on OLN, the Outdoor Life Network? We can watch the tour in here in the. Oh, that's that's asking. That's, asking that's not a joke, a Scott. Scott looked at me and started laughing. I thought you wanted to watch the British Open. I'm sorry. No, I want to watch the tour. I don't care. I don't even know what the British Open is. is that tennis? What channel is OLN, sir? Gotta, I don't know. You're, you're going to have to it, look Scott. at the menu. 
Good Lord. Hi, you're on the ticket with Early Community Reaction. Yeah, I was wondering, is it Bruce Gilbert we need to call and complain to that David didn't get that job? Yeah. Yes, it is. Bruce that, Gilbert. That bastard. What's he trying to do, run the station to the ground? Yeah, I think that is his plan. Yeah, okay. that's his plan. Okay, and why is Martine Raleigh doing ticker? She's a chick. I mean, chicks don't know anything about sports. Hey. That's, that's true. But Dave, wait, oh, Dave, no, uh-uh. This is the Martine Raleigh show, I, I guess, that. huh? I Chicks don't know anything. What kind of voice is that? He kind of has that, hey, yeah, 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 chicks don't know anything, yeah, yeah. They don't. Well, well, maybe. What, is, what do they know? Hi, you're on AM radio with early community reaction. Hey, you know that kid that got eaten by the shark? Yeah. Yes. Is his uncle going to get in trouble for dead fish in that shark? What? The ticket. Hey, how's it going? Going well. Hey, you know, you know that this Saturday is my two-year anniversary. To start listening to the rant. Mm-hmm. Wow. Two years, man. I remember it well too. Lobster claw, all that stuff. Appreciate it, buddy. You're welcome. Okay. What was it? What was he doing while he was talking to us just then? Sounded like he was getting close. Yeah. Hi, <laughs> oh, you're on the ticket. Hi, Davey. I had to wear an eye patch too. I lost my eye in a terrible sneezing accident, but I am a fan of Martine. Thanks, Pirate. Huh. Hello, you're on the ticket with Early Community Reaction. I am my kid's baby arm, baby arm, baby arm, baby arm. <laughs> I am my kid's baby arm. I guess that'll be our sign-off like Dr. Laura has. I am my kid's mom. Okay, Dave, you ready to get into news of the day? Boy, am I. All right, give us some fanfare. Oh, he's looking for outdoor live. Oh, gosh. All right, turn on the TV. Okay. Did you see who died? Uh, Very sad. No. Gladys Skeeter Walker. You ever heard of her? Yeah. Uh, what was the name of her backup band? No, no. She wasn't a musician of any kind. Oh. She was a former Olympic skier and also the widow of a famous Heisman Trophy winner. Kyle Rote, Jr. Her last name is Walker. Herschel. She is 67. Herschel. No. She wouldn't be the widow of Herschel Walker, who's not even dead. Doak Walker. Doak Walker is correct. Well, don't applaud death, Dave. Oh. She died at the age of uh, 67, and the uh, Walkers, of course, big community contributors here. Yes, big SMU benefactor. Yeah, so that was a little sad note. Yeah, and, it, and he didn't pass uh, too long ago either. Uh, what was it, a couple years ago, a year and a half ago? Yeah. He had that skiing accident, and he, was, he lived for a while after that, but always in a coma. No, he, I think he, he, uh, he was awake, but he was paralyzed, I think was the deal. But he never got out of the hospital, did he? No, no, he didn't. All right. But now they're together in heaven, Gordon. Yes, they are, David. Nice to hear that you believe in such a thing. I don't know if I do anymore. Okay. Moving on. What's wrong with you? I, I don't know. Just having. You Did know. you see on the front page of the Dallas Morning News, this is what's going on in your world. Oh, is that the motto of the show now? Yeah, this is what's going on. We read the paper so you don't have to. <laughs> Some joker. Who is this guy who did this article? Uh, Chip Brown. Well, that doesn't sound like a hard-hitting journalist. Chip Brown. That sounds like somebody you made fun of in high school. Brown Chip. Huh? Yeah. 
This guy does an article about Jerry Jones as a change in appearance. The new slimmer, sleeker Jerry. Right. Well, that's okay, fine. That's a little kind of fun human interest story, you know, the weight loss. But he starts asking about plastic surgery. And Jerry gets a little bit, um, little bit defensive about it. Read the quote as Jerry. Come on, do it. Do it. Uh, well, I don't, I don't really have a fake Jerry, but I'll, I'll try to do one. <clears throat> There's no question that when you lose uh, 55 pounds, you look differently. Uh, I look at times a little undernourished, a little hollow-eyed, and I get a little dizzy. But my goal is to be the weight that I've reached, which is 175 pounds. Now I intend to get back on a more normal diet. I haven't quit drinking, but I plan to be smart about it. And if I balloon up a few pounds, I'll cut back a bit. It's a lot less challenging to be looking at knocking off three to four pounds instead of 50. It really is one of the toughest things from a discipline time poly. I don't have done. So, what was he morphing into at the end? I don't know. I, don't ask me. This is oh. a Dallas Morning News article. Did we cue Did, that audio or what? Yeah. Don't you think he's missing the point here, Dave? I look at times a little undernourished, a little hollow-eyed, and get a little dizzy, but my goal is to be at the weight that I've reached, 175 pounds. Right. That sounds like an anorexic. Yeah. And he's, it's not about the number that you get to. It's about the health level that you get to. Right. And he, here he's talking, he's about, talking about being, being undernourished, hollow-eyed, and getting dizzy. But he says it's all worth it because he reached the number. And they, ne they never did ask him about his teeth in that. Right. He asked about plastic surgery, and Jerry uh, says, I'm not going to give you a straight answer on that. Never would, never will. Don't, many, don't know many people who would. Is there any type of surgery in, the, in store for the future to help my appearance? I'm noncommittal on that. So he's acknowledging that he might get surgery in the future, but won't acknowledge whether he's had surgery in the past. And the whole issue of his new teeth was never brought up in this article. Now, he certainly has new teeth. We do know that. That, that cover picture, you can tell he's got some bright choppers. Real straight. Yeah, and the cover picture, I mean, I've seen pictures of him since he's lost all this weight and gotten the new tombstones in his mouth. And he looks horrible, for the most part, in some of the pictures I've seen. But the cover picture on the Dallas Morning News, he looks really good. He, he looks, looks a lot younger. Yeah, he looks fit. Mm -hmm. he's, a, he's in a, uh, a cap of the, uh, the new Cowboys golf course. I guess it was taken probably a month ago or so when they opened that. So what we're going to try to do is try to get a hold of Jerry's old teeth coming up next. It's 1027 on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. The ticket. The AMA has verified a contagious yet harmless new affliction. At 10.50, breaking sports news first guaranteed. I'm Martine Raleigh reminding you to play in the Frank Para Autoplex Dunham & Miller Open August 29th. Sign up now online at theticket.com. Welcome to consciousness. That annoying time between naps. Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket.
1033 on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket, the Gordon Keith Show. Front page of the Dallas Morning News today, Jerry Jones, old and new, appears. The old Jerry. Show a picture of him, and they show a picture of the new Jerry. Now, Jerry's lost 55 pounds. He's gotten new choppers, new teeth, and he may have had some plastic surgery to cure his turkey gobbler. So uh, we did some research, and we tried to track down Jerry's old teeth, and I, I believe that we have them here. Um, old teeth, are, are, are you with us? Yeah, I'm here. This is Jerry Jones, okay. Where are you calling us from, sirs? Sirs, I, are you plural or are you singular? What, how should I refer to you? We're a community of tea for you. Okay, so how about I just, uh, y'all just use the masculine pronoun he when I speak of you. That'd be fine. Okay, but I'll use the, the second person you when I talk directly to you. That'd be fine. Okay, good. Now, you're calling us from where? Uh, we are actually in a safety deposit box uh, with Jerry's old wigs. So Jerry likes to keep all his old looks in a safe deposit box. Well, he is a uh, 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 Scientologist. He's a, he's a what? Scientologist. Like Tom Cruise and right, Kirstie right. Alley and John Travolta? Right, and when he dies, he has to have a funeral pyre with all his original body parts. Okay. So they're going to burn him like Darth Vader. <laughs> right. And then and his, Steve, his spirit's going to appear beside the funeral pyre and, and wave goodbye to Stephen and, and Jerry Jr. So Stephen will be standing right beside, just like Luke Skywalker was. Right, and then they'll be playing John Williams in the background. Oh, wow. Well, that's interesting. So, now, i got to imagine it's, it's not exciting for you. We're speaking with Jerry Jones' old teeth. It's not as exciting for you living in a safe deposit box with his old wigs as it had to have been when you were in his mouth and you were eating chili dogs and... Mugging down with hookers. Whoa, hello. Hello, old teeth. What? Hello, old teeth. Hey, hello, hello. Okay, yes. Hello. No, but like eating good food and... and you know, oh, yes, hush puppies and fried catfish all day. That's what he would eat all day? Hush puppies and catfish. Through a hose, yes. Through a hose? Just shoving it down. It was good, good. Yeah. Now, what kind of a... He alludes in the article to drinking, that he hasn't quit drinking. No, no, never will. Never will. But uh, he doesn't do it as much as he used to. How much did Jerry used to drink, uh, Old Teeth? <laughs> well, he used to start off the evening... With a uh, fifth of whiskey, and he chased that down with a six-pack of Heineken. He got that from Jimmy. Uh-huh. And after the Heineken, he would have a couple cordials. Uh-huh. And then a snifter of brandy. Right. And then some NyQuil. And then some NyQuil. He really seems to mix it up. Oh, he loved to mix his alcohol. Actually, uh, I'm actually right next to his old liver, if you want to talk to him. He has a new liver? liver? Yes, yes. Well, can we speak to the liver just briefly? Yeah, oh, no, hold on, hold on. Okay. It's getting... 
We're talking to Jerry Jones' old teeth. This supposedly Hello. Jerry Jones' old teeth. And now, yes, hi, this is Gordon Keith of the Ticket. Who, to whom am I speaking? Jerry Jones' old liver. Well, hi, Jerry Jones' old liver. Yeah, I have the same voice as Jerry. <laughs> yeah, you do. You sure as hell do. Well, we all come from the same person, so. And who's that person? Oh, well, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Okay, um, now, the teeth was just talking about that Jerry used to drink quite a bit. Did you find that to be true? Well, if you could see me, you could you could know that that was true, because I'm all gray and shriveled. What do you look like? Like, compare it to something. Larry Hagman's liver. This doesn't help me out, liver, because I've never really seen a human liver that's undergone tremendous abuse and suffers from cirrhosis. Well, uh, if I could... If I could maybe describe it in terms that you might understand, uh, it might look like a cow patty that is dried in the sun. Except without the grass sticking out everywhere. Put the teeth back on. Okay. All right, I'm back. Okay. I understand that Jerry's taking much better care of his new tombstones, those big chiclets that right. he got to replace yes. me. Yes. He's, yep. uh, he's brushing those with uh, fluorinated butter, you understand? Oh, unlike with you, he just used regular butter. Right. Land of Lakes is what he used on me. <laughs> yeah. But he's got a special brand of fluorinated butter. I yes. I can't believe it's fluorinated butter is what he uses. Now, uh, I don't mean to doubt your story, and you said some kind of damaging things about Jerry here. Right, right. Uh, but I do have to put the disclaimer that you are his former teeth, and therefore you may have an axe to grind. So, I mean, I can't... I have to take your story with a grain of salt. Well, you'd be bitter, too, if you were yellow and shriveled with brown deposits all in your crevices. Like an old Chinese guy? Right. You'd be a little, you'd be a little bitter. But what? it's okay, yeah. I don't understand what you just claimed I said. Something about a Chinese man. Hi, you're on with Jerry's old teeth. Oh, yeah. How come no, no one has mentioned, um, has anybody seen the interview with him, with Jerry on a couple of days ago on Channel 4? Turn your, turn your radio down, sweetheart. I, I did. I turned it down. Okay, are you asking me or are you asking Jerry's old teeth? I'm asking Jerry's old teeth. Jerry's old teeth, have you happened to see the, um, um, the eyeliner that Jerry had on the other day in his interview on Channel 4? Uh, yes, I have. I have. Uh, he has recently gotten uh, very much into Marilyn Manson. Okay. Oh, he has? He's fascinated <laughs> with with the dark side. Okay. Is, well, he gonna is, start it, is that permanent eyeliner? Yes, he did have that tattooed on his face. Okay. Uh, thanks for your call, ma'am. I, I wasn't aware of the Marilyn Manson thing. Is he going to start wearing the one gray contact? Actually, he has gone with a a contact that is being specially made as we speak. Was it going to make him look like he has a milk eye? No, it's actually going to be a cowboy star that he's going to have over one of his eyes. Hi, you're on with Jerry's old teeth. Hey, yeah, uh, I was wondering exactly uh, how much Jerry's old teeth would cost on eBay. Ooh. Oh, boy, I have not seen. I, I have not seen eBay listings for... Old choppers, but... Do you cruise the internet? Yes, we do. We get out of the safety deposit box and go to the Dallas Public Library every weekend. 
You and three old wigs. And the liver. Don't forget the liver. Hi, you're on AM radio with Jerry's old teeth. Every weekend. You. Do what? You're on the air with Jerry's old teeth. Well, I wanted to ask Jerry's old teeth if uh, the 55 pounds lost from the crystal meth might have rotten him out, and that's why he's gone. Now, there's no truth to that. No, Jerry does not abuse crystal meth. All right, good. I just want to set that straight. A little Coke. You mean Coca-Cola. Right, right. Caffeine. Hi, you're on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket with Jerry's Old Teeth. Hi, you're on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket with an exclusive interview with Jerry's Old Teeth. Hello, Jerry's Old Teeth. Good morning to you. Hey, I think Jerry might be just turning Japanese. Just like that song, I'm turning Japanese, I think I'm turning Japanese, I don't really think so. What do you think? I don't know where you're going with that. Hi, you're on AM Radio. Yes, Jerry's old teeth, what are you doing? Hello? Hey, is Jerry's teeth there? Yeah. How are you today? I wanted to know, did Jerry ever fly through you? Good question. Uh, well, certainly that is a good question. <laughs> uh, we have had many, many lies pass between us. Between you? Or, or around us. Or, or through us. Certainly. AM radio. Uh, yeah, I wanted to know if Jerry's teeth had seen who flung come. Seen what? What do you say? Something about ejaculate. Hello? Hello? You're on with Jerry's old teeth. Oh, great. Uh, yeah, I had a couple questions for Jerry. Uh, actually, his teeth, for that matter. Um, I was wondering if he uh, lives here in Dallas or he lives in sports. Uh, oh. Where we live today, sports, right? Okay. right. Yeah, where's your safe deposit box? Oh, where we live today, sports, First National. Coming up next, good news for Representative Gary Condit. Golfers, the ticket needs you. It's the 7th Annual Frank Para Autoplex Dunham & Miller Open. The ticket. This is Dallas-Fort Worth's original all-sports station. Start your sports week with Dunham & Miller, Monday morning at 5.30 to 10. Followed by Norm Hitzkus on Sports Radio 1310. The ticket. 1050 Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. This is the Gordon Keith Show. We have classic extreme audio coming at you in the next hour. Right now, we're trying to find the Tour de France on the, uh, on the satellite. Actually, what we want is just uh, even if... I don't know if it's on or not right uh, now. It should be, right? I have no idea. I have no idea. So oh, no, it, comes it ends. On at 6 a.m. Yeah, and then it, the it's after. over. Yeah, it's over. That's right. So they don't, and they don't replay it right afterwards. The stage or the whole race? The stage. The stage. And many, who won? How many more stages Lance. are left? He's wearing yellow. Really? Yeah, didn't you hear my ticker? No, after that, was that, that guy crap. called, I opened with it. I did a whole two paragraphs about it. All right, give us the rundown. Okay, well, he ended up um, capturing the tour. He, he won the 13th stage, which is the most grueling. It's got six climbs in that. Right. So that's the toughest one in the whole tour. And he won by a minute over, guess who? Jan Ulrich, his really? rival. Really? Yeah, so it was a really interesting, very so powerful how much, finish for him. How much time has he put on Ulrich now? 
he's uh, he's about I don't Eight have minutes? that. I, I guess no, it would be because he was. Is he? I'm not really certain about that, but it's the third time that he's beaten him in the stage this year. So how many Coming more back stages in a closing to go? Track. Um, I think there's like ten left. And they're almost out of the mountains, right? Yeah, and then usually after the Pyrenees, the the leaderboard that well, leaderboard or the 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 whatever it is, we got you. Whatever right. it's called doesn't change because once you get through the mountains, you usually capture and win it. So he's in the yellow. He'll win. Interesting. No doubt. Yeah. All right, let's call Junior. Ah! Oh! So tired of that drop. Hmm. Okay, hold on. Mom rat. Mom rat? <laughs> what? Okay, hold on a second. All right, we're calling Junior to get an update on the uh, on what he thinks went on today. Oh, wait, that's the wrong number. Are we sure that he doesn't have guests? No, I know he has a guest, but he's always willing to talk to her. Okay. What am I doing here? Hopefully we don't get his bad answering machine. Who's calling on? Listen, Stephen Hawking did his outgoing message. Oh, really? Yeah. Ding dang dog. Call Please in. record a message. Hey Junior, it's Gordon Keith from the ticket. We're calling you on the air because we wanted to get your opinion of the tour today. From what we understand, Lance won the stage, put some more time on Jan Ulrich, beat him by a minute and a half, and now is in the yellow. So we just wanted to confirm these facts with you. Give us a call, two one four seven eight seven thirteen ten. Bye. All right. So hopefully Junior will call in and we'll get more information on the tour from him and his insight. That's what we want is his insight. Yeah, he's like a commentator because he has the inside knowledge. Thank you, David. Right. Okay, good news for Gary Condit. Really? She's not dead? Well, we don't know what became of her just yet. But a couple of weeks ago we had a story about this Pentecostal minister who told the FBI that his daughter had an affair with Gary Condit when she was 18 years old. And um, and that Condit told her that if she ever told anyone about it, that he would do something to her. Like what? I don't know. Make her I'd tear you up. Make her disappear? Yeah, make her become an intern. So now... He tells investigators that he made up the story. Really? Yeah. Boy, that's some minister for you. And this was a big deal because the Washington Post published this story. I mean, they're the ones who broke the story and said, yeah, this minister's daughter had an affair with uh, Gary Condit. So did, and that's one of the things that really started putting pressure on him. So did Condit ever come out and categorically deny that story? Or was that he one, silent on it? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I mean, he really hasn't said much in the media, but I didn't know if he came out and said something about that particular story. They say that uh, the FBI has been trying to interview the daughter. So did she even know Condit? I think, let's see, a note signed Jennifer Thomas that appeared on the front door of the Thomas residence that day dismissed the minister's story and said, I never met the congressman who's involved in all of this. Huh. So I guess she claims she never met him. 
and the uh, the minister has since backed off the story in the past few days. Maybe she's just protecting her lover. Although the minister, you know, did tell the Levy family. See, the connection here is the minister was a gardener for the Levy family. Weird. And the minister had told uh, Chandra's mother back in April that his daughter was having an affair with the congressman. Mm. So he's been lying about this for a while. It's not something he just made up after the fact. He made it up before the fact of Chandra's disappearance. Uh, and the Levy family, strike. yeah, the Levy family confirmed that he's, he told them this a long time ago. In another development, this is where it may start to get to be bad news for Condit again. Two law enforcement sources confirmed that police retrieved a watch case from a trash can in Alexandria, Virginia, in a park there, apparently deposited there by Mr. Condit in the hours before his Washington apartment was searched by police. How can they pinpoint that? I have no idea. They say that they have traced the watch case to a woman in California. And one law enforcement source said that Mr. Condit was apparently trying to hide an affair with that woman uh, who has not been identified. He's a player. Boy, he is. And wasn't he one of the dudes who was all over Clinton? Oh, yeah. Although he was a Democrat. He was a he Democrat, was, but he was morally opposed to Clinton's behavior. Because of all the affairs. and right. the, he, he was opposed to Clinton getting caught, apparently. That's so sorry. If you are a congressman, though, I mean, do, do most congressmen bring their families to Washington? Or Yes, I, I don't know. I think, I think most of them, since they're only in Washington part of the year, they leave their families at home, so they're just like, it's like spring break all you know, all session when they're in Washington by themselves. Hello, who's this? Hey, my the watch case. Oh, hey, watch case. How are you? Well, this is exciting. Yeah, uh, they found me in that there uh, uh, garbage can. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Ribby. And now I have a different voice. I talk more like a baby now. So, yeah. So did uh, did Gary Condit, in fact, put you in that dumpster? Yeah, he did. He threw away me and some condoms. Really? Yeah. And why was... And the book. Uh, what was in the book? Words. Pages. Okay. Now, why was he concerned about investigating... The picture book. Oh. Pictures of what? I don't know. St. Louis. Okay. Now, I don't think the book had anything to do with the case. Okay. I think it was just now, an old book. Now, what kind of watch were you a case for? Elgin. What? An Elgin. I'm not familiar with that brand. It's just a brand of watch. Okay. Kind of like a Seiko knockoff. Uh, so it's not expensive? Yeah, you can buy it in your ass. In you, the U.S.? In your ass. Yes, in the U.S. Yes, I'm sorry. So this watch was a gift from a uh, a woman in lover? California. Was it engraved? Did it have any yes. on it? It said to Gary, "Thanks for not killing me, Linda." Oh, that was thoughtful. Yes. So now, 
how did they trace you back to the woman in California? Uh, and, and how did they pinpoint the time that you were deposited in the dumpster? Because uh, I carried a watch. Oh, so you had a different watch. Yes, that broke when they threw me in. Oh, when he threw me in. The hands froze yeah. at the exact time. Right. And they traced me back to Linda because her phone number was up under her name on the engraving. Okay. But the engraving was on the watch, not on the box. Right. But you know how if something sits for a long time, like a newspaper sits on a tabletop and it heats up. And it transfers the ink. Right. Even though it was engraved and it's not ink. Right. It was a bed of Play-Doh that the watch sat on. Oh, so it made an impression. Right. So they just called her. Yeah, they called her and she told them the story. Were you there for the phone call? No, I was in a trash can. So they just put you back in the trash can? They didn't hold yeah. you for evidence? No, no. I, I just told them what I knew and got back in oh, the Oh, so you were, you were free to go? Yeah. I was released on my own recognizance. So have you been subpoenaed? No, not yet. Did but they... I have indicated my lawyer that I am willing to cooperate. Oh, well, that's no that's good. what happened, because what happened to that poor girl, it's very sad. Now, you, you spent a good deal of time in Gary Condit's Washington apartment. Did you ever meet Chandra? Yes. Was she nice? Did you... She was very kind. She made, always made it a point to ask how I was doing. And she asked about my family. Was she, I, I liked that. Was she at all jealous that you had come from another woman? That you, On you, or you, from? You were a gift from another woman. Yeah, yes. And I told her, I put her mind at I said, Chandra, now I know, I know that you know that I came from another woman. A gift from another woman. Right. But I want you to know that I like you, and I don't want that to come between us. And she accepted that. She did. Well, you're that was one of the last things she did was oh, accept that. I'm sorry. That. This, is, this has got to be hard for you. Yes. And that's when I smacked her across the head with the book about St. Louis. Oh. And she fell down. And how long before this was uh, her disappearance? How, how He had to get rid of, rid of her then. Because of the book? I don't know how much I should say. Well, please, if we're breaking a story, I, I think this is important. I'm just a watch case, so can't believe everything I say. But I didn't mean to do it. So you're saying that you, in fact... I'm not saying anything. You hit her across the head with I'm the... not saying anything. I, are you how saying, are the Mavericks doing? I want to talk about the Dallas. Are you, saying that, are you saying that the book about St. Louis was the murder weapon? I'm not saying that. Chandra is probably saying that to you. Or her people are saying it. No, I, I'm surmising that based on no, what you've said. you're making stuff up because that's what you people in the media do. I listen to y'all's newspapers over there. I do. So you are denying that... I haven't had breakfast. 
you're denying that you hit her with the St. Louis. Of course I'm denying that. Where did you get that? You said it just a minute ago. Right. But you're going to believe it on the sports station. That's a good point. And consider the source. Where was the uh, book about St. Louis from? Was it from St. Louis? No. It seemed to me to be from um, a shelf in his apartment. Ah. That's where I saw it come from. I understand. Well, I have to go now. Okay. Uh, Are you going to uh, maybe check in from time to time, tell us developments on the case? Yes. As a matter of fact, I just signed on to do a new uh, radio show with Jerry Jones' old teeth. Oh, really? Yeah, we have the same agent. And it'll be on the competitor station. Oh, what station it's is that? FM talk station. Oh, really? Yes, yeah, in your market, so I don't want to say. Oh, okay. Okay. What time slot? Maybe on. KGCK, Dallas, Fort Worth. KTVK, Sherman Dennison. KGDK, Sanger. I couldn't be any part of that. That's... Why did you let that guy go on for so long, Dave? I don't know. He was uh, spouting a lot of conjecture and, and I think false information. Absolutely. Uh, bad news for you, Davey. Uh-oh. A new report on ecstasy has come out. We'll tell you the details next. Section 310 becomes Section 1310 at the ballpark Thursday. It's Keith here to tell you about the Dish Network Digital One. 11-10 on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. Hour number two of the Gordon Keith Show. I'm Gordon Keith along with Generation X, David. Lance Armstrong won today's stage in the Tour de France. That makes three stages that he's won so far. The first stage he won, halfway through it, we all thought he was doing very poorly. He was sitting at the back of the peloton, and everyone thought he was struggling, and people were really shocked that he looked so bad. Yeah, because uh, that was the first mountain stage, and that's where he was supposedly going to make up his ground, which he eventually did. And come to find out, he was just playing possum the whole time, and and was uh, he was faking it basically for the television cameras and putting all his rivals, making them kind of do the work and also thinking that he's not going to attack. And lo and behold, what does he do? On the last climb, he comes around and he uh, charges up and he wins that stage. It was the first stage he's won. He's won two since then. Well, we talked to him and we were actually part of the dupe because he duped us. Yeah. We called him on his cell phone during that that stage when he was doing so poorly and he talked to us on the the morning show. So I thought it would be educational for us to listen to that again. Here's Lance Armstrong on with Donovan Miller on Wednesday or Tuesday. On the ticket, or? Hello? Yeah, Lance? Yeah, who's yeah, this? It's the uh, Dunman Miller Show back in Dallas-Fort Worth at the ticket. Hey, hey Musers, I'm, uh, I'm right in the middle of a race right now. Yeah, no, no, no. We're, we're watching you. We were just calling to find out what's wrong. You don't you don't look too strong. Oh, today. man, I'm not doing too well. Yeah, I'm pretty much failing. <laughs> I, got, uh, I got nothing left. Oh, can you believe it? <laughs> no, I can't. I mean, this is the, Lance <laughs> This is the day you're supposed to shine. I, you're know, supposed to I know, I know, I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm, I'm on real good bike and everything. Uh, <laughs> it's just, uh, I think, uh, I think I must eat some bad, some bad food or something. Must have some, eaten some, some bad, bad food? food? Yeah, this, this morning, this morning I had some bad breakfast burritos and uh, hit, the, uh, hit the feed zone. I, I took on a steak. <laughs> and, uh, I, I wish I didn't. Yeah, that wasn't a good idea. Yeah, I'm thinking of just taking a, uh, a cable car to the top of the mountain now. I can't do that. Yeah, I know. 
My right it? leg is all cramped up, so I, it's just sticking out, and I'm, I'm just pumping with my left, my left leg. Oh God! Well, yeah. you sound you sound kind of at ease with it. You're kind of laughing it off, anyway. Well, I mean, what what can I do? You know, my my team's falling apart. They're they're not doing well. Uh, I think I ticked them off last night, and so they're kind of mad at me. How'd you tick them off? Well. We were racing BMX last night, and I got a little rough ramming them and stuff. Oh, that doesn't sound like a good yeah. way to gear up. And then this morning, I, I woke up late, and I put the wrong tires on my bike. Oh, what no. kind of tires do you have on? I put, I put on knobbies. <laughs> yeah, bad, bad mistake. Bad yeah. Mistake. So there's, like, no hope now? You just, like, resign well, yourself? I don't know. You? I mean, certainly not for this. <laughs> certainly not for this stage. There's not a lot of hope. I just got to... Uh, Got passed by the by the guy who looks like he's in Judas Priest. That's uh, the lead singer guy. <laughs> yeah, we noticed him yesterday. Yeah, short spiky here. You'll, you'll see him if you tune in. I, th I think the tour is televised. Somewhere. Yeah, we're watching it. Yeah, yeah, we're watching it. And uh, the most embarrassing thing today had to be in. Uh, uh, Nate Newton is riding in the race, and he just passed me. Oh, so, no. <laughs> yeah, he was a late entry. I didn't know that. Oh. He's not oh, riding. Oh, mother of God, my legs are on fire. <laughs> oh. Well, hang in there. You, oh, there's hold still. On. Let me get my thermos of coffee. No, don't drink coffee. That's It'll too hot. Pick me up. <laughs> just hang in there. There's still a there's still a week and a half left yeah. in the race. Hello, hey, hey, Junior. How, how'd you do with the uh, Wichita Falls race earlier this year? Oh, it, no, I did okay. I kind of finished with the pack. That's yeah. good. I was rooting for you. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate <laughs> that. Wow, the acknowledgement. Maybe, uh, maybe I'll call you guys tomorrow uh, if I'm doing better. I got my cell phone with me, and uh, if you need me, you can get a hold of me there. Okay. okay. <laughs> thanks for being so accommodating. Yeah. Yeah, yeah to all of your uh, listeners who are ro really rooting for me in uh, this year's tour, and uh, bet that I'd win three in a row, uh, sorry. <laughs> Don't give really up sorry. yet. It's not over yet, yet right. Lance. Hang in Good there. Good morning, guys. Okay, All we'll right, see you. Well, we, we think that was Lance Armstrong from the tour. I don't know. <laughs> it may have been the wrong number. There you go. Yeah, it was fake Lance Armstrong, as Giorgio was pointing out there at the end, because he hung up on a landline. Right. And uh, that was a little... Our, instead of, our consistency people didn't catch that. Instead of uh, just clicking the, the end button on his cell right. phone. Yeah, kind of screwed up. Okay, uh, studies about ecstasy. Now, Dave, you were big into the rave scene for a while. No, I never was. But So you're a big ecstasy abuser. Yeah. Anyway, the, the first studies of people who use ecstasy, they all show that the drug impairs memory and damages the brain mechanisms that regulate sleep, mood, and learning. Now, that just sounds like another one of those typical reports that, okay, all right. You know, they always say those kinds of things, but you still take the drug. Kids right. still take the drug because it's like, well, yeah, okay, it, it caused slight memory loss in one rat out of 1,500, you know. Right. It's like when they have the uh, Propecia ads and they say that pregnant women shouldn't handle broken tablets, you know, and right. it causes birth defects. Yeah, it's, it's just like, them being overly cautious. Right. And, well, no, they're saying that this is a... Uh, this is pretty major. They say the brain damage caused from ecstasy, in some cases, may persist for years. Even a single use produces brain changes. Really? Yeah. That like they don't lack they, of memory. Yeah, affects memory and just affects the pathways that the brain works. So it permanently is scarring the brain. Hmm. I thought it broadened your mind. Ecstasy users had memory impairment on an average two and a half years after they stopped taking the drug. Hmm. Takes several years. So we should call Corby. I can't remember his phone number. Do you have it? No. 
They say that uh, ecstasy causes <clears throat> more memory impairment than marijuana and alcohol users. Really? Yeah. And I've known Gen some. X Davy. I've known some marijuana users that have basically no memory. Yeah. Left. Yeah. If you take enough of anything, you'll fry yourself. Uh, they say that uh, even someone taking a low dose of ecstasy, a brain scan study has showed that they have decreased blood flow to their brains two weeks after taking the, the extremely low dose. Wow. And in an ecstasy-related story, and Davey, you were asking why the price has gone up. Uh -huh. Police raided an apartment and seized 450 pounds of ecstasy pills in New York. Wow. So the drugs are worth $40 million. 450 pounds is worth $40 million. You believe that? Wow. I'm scared straight. Are you? Yeah. Just now? Yeah, just now. You're scared straight? You, you never tried ecstasy as much as we've no, just I'm, been alluding and joking. No, I never touched it. Right. You know, that was the... Uh, it wasn't when I was in high school. It was before I was in high school. When it was legal? It was legal. Yeah. I, I, have, I have friends that were older than me who used to go to the Start Club, which is now, I guess, Area 51. Uh-huh. Really? That's Area 51 where they spotted all that stuff? And No, no. It's called... It's named after Area Oh, gotcha. 51. Yeah. But, it, uh, you know, the old Stark Club in its glory days, the original Stark back in the mid-late 80s, mm -hmm. used to be tons of ecstasy there because it was legal. Right. That's what they call a designer drug, David. Yes. Because it was designed in a laboratory. Oh, is that why? I yes, it's not derivative of the coca plant or the peyote cacti. I thought it was like a Lagerfeld original or something. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's not like a hill figure. That was my bad. Does Oscar De La Renta still do stuff? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Uh, another story. Boy, this is, this is good news here out of Hartford, Connecticut. Academy Award-winning actress Catherine Hepburn could be released from a Connecticut hospital as early as today. Wow. I thought she was dead. So did I. How old is she? 94. My goodness. She admitted Wednesday night... Oh, I'm sorry. She was admitted <laughs> Wednesday night. Officials at the hospital say she's getting better after being treated for a urinary tract infection. So apparently she's producing pamphlets about urination, and some of the tracts got infected. Would you? I don't believe that's the case. Hepburn has suffered from several past health problems, including arthritis, pneumonia, Parkinson's-like tremors, an incredibly old age. I don't think it says that. Uh, she's been inundated with get well emails, flowers, and greeting cards from fans as far away as South Africa. Flowers have been given to other patients, compliments of the actress. So what we thought we'd do is uh, give her a call at her hospital room and, and wish her well from, from this program. Because I know that uh, I received a card from her in year two of the ticket congratulating us uh, on ratings one time, so... Hello. Uh, yes, uh, Catherine Hepburn, please. Speaking. Is this Catherine Hepburn? Well, it's her urinary tract. Oh, hey, uh, ladies and gentlemen, joining us on the phone, this is Catherine Hepburn's urinary tract infection. No, I am no longer infected. You just, are you doing better, huh? Oh, much better. 
Now, it's strange that you, you talk like the woman that you live in. Oh, yes, it's a phenomenon that your listeners, I'm sure, are familiar with. Because I haven't, I haven't told you that we're on the air yet. Keith. How do you know that we have listeners? This is Gordon Keith. I have called ID, and I've recognized yeah. your voice. <laughs> Catherine Hepburn's urinary tract joining us on the phone. Now, tell us how this happened. This, you know, because millions of Americans get this all the time, but I figure you, being a living in a famous actress, I figure you're taken care of, and, and, and I just don't see, I mean, it's only poor people that get this, right? Well, poor people and kittens. And sometimes adult cats. But, uh... What, what's it caused by? Well, in most instances, sexual activity. Oh, my goodness. You, are you saying, Catherine Hepburn's urinary tract, that, that the actress, the 94-year-old Academy Award-winning actress, is active in that way? No, no. I said in most cases. Not in my case. Well, what caused you to become infected? Well, usually, as you said, I am very well maintained. I get a washing once a day. Flushed out and everything. But there was one particular day when Kate, that's what I like to call her, Kate was walking through the house, and one of her Parkinson-like tremors. Yes. She slipped down the stairs mm-hmm. right onto a plunger. On, onto a plunger? It just happened to be sitting on end at the bottom of the staircase. <laughs> Boy, that, that sounds like it would result in something a little bit worse than just a... A urinary tract infection, uh, uh, like, like, puncturing the diaphragm and and destroying the lungs and possibly piercing the heart. No, she's not active sexually. She doesn't wear a diaphragm. No, 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 no. I mean the the diaphragm, the muscle that. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, it uh, it was relatively painless for Kate, but the handle of the plunger was covered in feces. <laughs> what? So I'm I sorry. It. I must. I must have misheard you. The handle of the plunger was dirty, and I got infected. Okay. <laughs> We're visiting with Catherine Hepburn's urinary tract. Who was? Good, good was... To be <laughs> yes. Boy. Thank you. Who is about to be released from the hospital along with the actress herself. And uh, she was in the hospital because of your infection. Uh, do you mind taking just a, just a couple calls here? No, no problem. Hi, you're on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. You sure that's not Gene, Gene Stapleton's uh, tract infection? No, this is Catherine Hepburn. Uh, we, we understand there has been some confusion on that. Okay, I was just making sure. I appreciate your concern. Thank you for the call. Okay, yes. Hi, you're on AM radio with uh, Catherine Hepburn's urinary tract. No, this is the real Catherine Hepburn's urinary tract. That's a fake. I beg your pardon? You're a fake. What are you doing? No, I'm you sorry. I don't even know how. I, I'm sorry, Catherine Hepburn's urinary tract. That, uh, that was a prank caller, and uh, we apologize mm-hmm. for okay. that. That, that was on. distasteful. 
Hi, you're on... Hi, you're on the ticket with uh, Catherine Hepburn's urinary tract. Yes, uh, from the St. Louis Post-Statch, is it true that the urinary tract was infected by Lobster Boy? Well, it's true that he did like to use his powerful claws during sex. I saw that on E. The ticket. Uh, when y'all going to talk some sports, man? I've been listening for a while. All right, talk sports with Catherine and Hepburn's urinary tract. Baby arm, baby arm, gravy! Okay, hey, you watch yourself. The ticket. Yes. This is Bob Hope's penis. This is what? Bob Hope's penis column. The ticket. Haven't seen you in a long time, Bob. Stop. Children get Catherine Hepburn's urinary tract infection. <laughs> Sir, I will not allow you to talk that way. I'm saying. I will not allow you to say that. How can you, how dare you call up I'm and wish you. Catherine Hepburn's urinary tract infection on children? I'm, I'm just saying. I'm telling you, you and your children will be afflicted. That's it. That's it. Get off my air. The ticket. Yeah, I hear apple juice is good for cleansing out the plumbing. Ah, uh, well. The ticket. Uh, yes, is it true that she did F Rick Arnett? All right. 1127 on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. The Ticket. We have, yeah, we'd uh, like to thank uh, Jerry Jones' old tea. Jerry Jones' old liver. Jerry Jones' old liver joined us. Uh, Gary Condit's watch case. Right. And Catherine Hepburn's urinary tract. Yeah. Thanks to all of them. We'll send them all some t-shirts. Did you see this, uh, the story about this author that wrote that book on George W. Bush? No. I didn't even know there was a book on yeah, George W. Yeah, this guy writes this book, and I remember when the book, uh, is it that My First Presidency or My... What? No. There, there was some satirical book that it was supposedly George W's journal from the first like 100 days in his in office. No, this was in 1999. I remember when this book oh, okay. started surfacing. It's called Fortunate Son, George W Bush and the Making of an American President. It was a biography of him that alleged that he had been arrested on cocaine charges in the 1970s and that he'd gotten the case erased with the help of his dad. It was the big claim. Of course, that made all the news that this book was coming out claiming this. And so the, uh, but the guy had no, nothing to back up his allegation. Well, the Dallas Morning News does a story on this author. His name was uh, James Hatfield. They lead, did. Lead singer Metallica. No, no, that's a different guy. Speaking of, I have a story about him, too, coming up. So the Dallas Morning News investigates him and reports his criminal past. This author. Had a big criminal pass. Really? Pass. Big, bigger than George W.'s? Yes. He initially disputed it when, confront, when confronted by the paper, but then he later acknowledged it. And so St. Martin's, I mean, he had done, uh, let's see, what all he had done? He had been sentenced to 15 years in prison for paying a hitman 5000 bucks to blow up his former boss's car <laughs> in downtown Dallas. Wow. He had pleaded guilty in 1992 to charges related to the theft of more than $34,000 in federal housing funds. He had served five years in state prison and a brief period in the federal penitentiary before moving to Arkansas on parole in 1994. So they they uncover all this stuff about his criminal past. Then they confront him about that. He denies it. They say, look, you can't deny it. He acknowledges. He says he has nothing to back up his claim about the cocaine thing. 
St. Martin's Press, who was going to publish the book, ordered a recall of 70,000 copies, all 70,000 copies of this biography. So it never hit the shelves? Never hit the shelves. So he didn't make a dime off this. Not only did he not make a dime, Dave, but he killed himself. Oh, are you kidding? And that's the story we bring you today. What he did killed he do? himself. Uh, he overdosed on pills. Oh, what a woman. He committed suicide just as he was about to be arrested on new criminal charges. If you're going to commit suicide, be man enough to put a shotgun barrel in your mouth. Yeah, right, David. We want to encourage everyone to do it that way. That's smart. Uh, the latest charges were he was trying to fraudulently obtain credit cards over the Internet. And so that would have been a violation of, of course, revoked his parole and he would have returned to prison Let's see his picture. for the 1987 car bombing. He had checked into this motel room, took these pills, wrote a suicide note. Boy, he's a shady-looking individual. Yeah, wrote a suicide note, and a housekeeper found him. What kind of pills did it say? Advil? No, I don't know what kind. Can you OD on Advil? I don't think so. You could OD on anything, but... I think you'll just be really relaxed. Yeah. I think your muscles would feel really good. <laughs> In the note, he wrote that it was financial things that caused this. He said the financial problem started back on October 1999, the month his book was scrapped. And he expressed that they hope, he expressed the hope that the biography would have provided income for his wife and infant daughter. He oh, also so, so he, uh, he left his financial problems for his wife and infant daughter to worry about. Exactly. What a, what a nice guy. He also blamed depression and alcohol abuse. Did he have insurance, hopefully? What do you think? The guy's a prisoner. That's horrible. Now his, his wife is going to be strapped with all, mm -hmm. of his, all of his debts. That's what you get for trying to be a writer. What? David Spade yes. was also in court. He's a gay, right? No, I don't think so, is he? Oh, I don't know. Well, that's kind of a wild claim there. I hope the Dallas Morning News does a piece on your criminal history I'm to disprove you. I'm bulletproof. Look me up. Okay. David Spade pleaded guilty in an Arizona courtroom to a misdemeanor charge of reckless operation of a watercraft. Jet ski or speedboat or what? Jet ski. Those are dangerous. Uh, this happened at Lake Pleasant, which is northwest of Phoenix, where Spade and his brothers were riding jet skis. Don't get me wrong. I love jet skis, but they're dangerous. He agreed to pay a $177 fine and later joked with reporters that the court appearance was a good excuse to wear a suit when it's 117 outside. Hopefully that joke will catapult him to <laughs> international yeah. superstar fame. Dennis Rodman. Yes. Would you like a quick hit about Dennis Rodman? He's by. Do we know that? I think he may just claim that just to... Yeah, I think that it was adds to his image. Part of his PR move. A court-appointed arbitrator awarded actress model Tina New Never heard of her. $225,000 in her civil lawsuit claiming that former NBA player Dennis Rodman raped her. The award is non-binding and her lawyer says that he expects that Rodman will exercise his right to ask for a trial. Well, that's pretty creepy that she goes in and a court-appointed arbit arbitrator says, oh, there's something here. Dennis Robbins should pay you 
$225,000 for having sex with you against your will. Is that what it's worth, or...? Only he can answer that. Rodman? Yeah. Uh, Rodman did answer it with, I don't even know the girl, I have nothing to do with her. I think she doesn't even know about her. Huh. Maybe she was had a bag over her head. Or... What? A draft government report says there's insufficient evidence that condoms guard against sexually transmitted diseases other than HIV and gonorrhea. Those are the only two that grondoms protect you against. What? It's the music just stopped right when you <laughs> made that proclamation. It's funny. So don't count on that to save your Don't count on life. condoms to save me from HIV? Well, no, it says it's good against HIV and gonorrhea, oh, okay. but any other ones, it's not good against. Against the herp? The herp, the, um, the Sith. Well, the herp is, like, all over there. It's like mayonnaise covering the whole region. <laughs> so, I mean, even if you put on a Jimmy hat, you still are touching other areas. Yeah, I guess it's like, a, it's like mountains of pustules. Right. All filled with the greatness of herp. The oozing goodness of herp. I mean, I guess if you're not in the middle of an outbreak, you won't... Right. Uh, the country freshness of herp. Right. If you're not in an outbreak, I guess a condom might be safe, but if, if you've got the oozing pustules, then you're... You ever know anyone that had herp? Cobra. Yes. You have? Uh. What's her name? How do you know it's a female? I said, what's the name? Oh. I'm not going to say anybody's name on the air. I think... I think Rick's talked about it before. <laughs> well, it was the 70s. You know, that was kind of common. Hi, you're on the ticket. Uh, hey, let me turn down my radio for a second. Okay. Hey, uh, do you think you guys could ever do, like, a report on, uh, say, the effects of ecstasy? A report on it? Yeah, do you, do you know? I mean, is, is there some science, is there some knowledge that we have about it now that, that we didn't used to have? Yeah, didn't you hear the report that we did about 20 minutes ago? Well, I've been listening all day. Uh, oh, okay, you uh, forgot, so I get it. Your yeah. memory's bad. I, I got the joke now. I, the ticket. Hey, you guys haven't talked about how Scary Movie 2 used a baby arm. Did they really? I haven't seen the, the yeah. movie. I didn't see the first one either. One of the lead characters has a baby arm. Really? Really. Stolen shtick. It's greatness. The ticket. Hey. Hey. I just want to let you know, guys know that uh, man, Jimmy hats don't always work. That's true. But uh, the last week's show and this week's show just shows that the rant is back. Oh, thank you, you sir. The ticket. Hey, I got the herps. How's it feel? It burns every once in a while. All right, and I know you're sticking, sir, but here's a legitimate question. I really don't know what... It's just like sores, right? That, that aren't there all the time? Yeah, they're, they're uh, like genital warts that like a regular wart that you have to put a well i've never band-aid i've never seen them so i don't know what they look like but i know i know that you have outbreaks and they you know come to the and once you have it you, you don't get rid of it it's, no, uh, it's there for life i mean it may go dormant and you can take drugs to dormy no dormant and you can take drugs to suppress it but you never get rid of like it. like ecstasy no prescription drugs 
Oh, Valium and stuff like that? Yeah. The ticket? Yeah, the shtick on the Scary Movie 2 with the baby arm. It was the greatness of Chris Elliott. Oh. That was the, that was the, that was the actor, and the, uh, the shtick was he always, uh, he was the butler of this haunted castle, and he always cooked, and he had this big feast, and he put his hands into everything, like the mashed potatoes, and stuffed it up the turkey. It was, it was quite a sight to see with the baby arm, baby arm, baby arm. Good stuff. Stuff. So he actually has a baby arm in the movie. Yeah, yeah. That, that moves and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Play with it. Mm. All the time. You're confusing me. I'm trying to ask information about the movie. So of was the you are. was the movie even worth seeing? Because I heard it was horrible. It wasn't that good, but I didn't pay to see it, so that wasn't out money. I think I may go see a movie today. I saw Jurassic Park three yesterday. Any good? Not bad. Not bad. Better than the uh, Lost World, the second one. Did Spielberg have anything to do with the third one? I guess he was executive producer. Uh-huh. But, you know, I mean... It's... I want to see that a AI. Uh, I know it's gotten mixed reviews. It's okay. They, they... But you know what? I like Spielberg. I just like his movies. They have some sort of feel to me that I always kind of like. Well, I, I tell you, I liked AI until the last, like, 25, 30 minutes. If it would have ended at a certain point where uh -huh. it's a natural ending point... It would have been much better, but Spielberg had to make a happy ending out of it. So, so that's the one where Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman go to these wild, like, sex parties no, of rich people? No, that's Eyes Wide Shut. I thought that Kubrick handed that off to Spielberg. No, Eyes Wide Shut, Kubrick finished before he died. Uh -huh. This one, the estate of Stanley Kubrick, handed it over to oh, Spielberg. Okay. Gotcha. It, was a, it was a project that Kubrick was working on for, like, 20 years. What else good is out today? I don't know. I've Legally I've, Blonde? Haven't seen that. I'm waiting for Planet of the Apes to come out. That'll be good. Hmm. All right. We'll do movie reviews next and hear from the fake Colin Montgomery. What? It's 1145 on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. It's the 7th Annual Frank Para Autoplex Dunham & Miller Open, presented by Dallas Golf and Booth Eye Care and Laser Center. That's August 29th. It's going to be out at your course, Bridalwood. Very good. Everything's filling up okay? Yes, sir. Yeah, and by the way, that course just gets better and better. I know it's warm, but I hope folks can get out there and play a little bit. We'll see you, D.A. See you guys. Bye. That's the great D.A. Wybring. This event benefits Special Olympics Texas, and it sells out every year. Register now using our printable entry form online at theticket.com. From the station that's been with Big Bertha. Ooh. Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. www.theticket.com. Hey, Tom and Tom, Tim, Tim, and John and Mark and Chris and all you O'Donnells out there. What? This is Gordon Keith for Frank Para Autoplex. If you're looking for yourself a new Chrysler and you got to get you have some of that new Prowler, go by Frank Para Autoplex, test drive a vehicle, test drive a Sebring, a town and country minivan. Or I, I must be having to have a PT Cruiser. A PT Cruiser. You know, that's what I'm driving from Frank Para Autoplex. Did you know that, David? I know it now. A lot of people don't know that Frank Parr Autoplex just opened a Chrysler dealership, and it's located right there with the rest of the Autoplex at one mile west of Texas Stadium on Highway 183 in Irving between Carl Road and O'Connor. And they're selling Chryslers now, and it's a grand opening, so they've got everything priced to move. Wow. Great prices on all those vehicles that I mentioned and more. I have been wanting to have to know that. Right. So go by and see them. Today's a great day for some car shopping, especially if your AC is out. Go ahead and buy the new car. Don't... Spend $1,500 to fix an old Freon system AC. Go and buy yourself and your family a new car at Frank Parra Autoplex. 
They're on the World Wide Web at www.frankpar.com, and they have a saying, par people and par prices, that is what makes the difference at Frank Parra. Martin will be exactly there. What they say. Howdy, folks. What? This is David McDavid here with White Track. <laughs> and young Jason Marks, whose mom and dad are here at David McDavid Honda in Irving. Mr. McDavid, why is your dog running in circles? White Track's chasing his tail, Jason. It's the same feeling a lot of people get when they're trying to buy a new car. It looks pretty silly from where I'm standing. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Maybe it's fun. Maybe, if you're a dog. But one of the reasons people come to David McDavid is so they don't get the runaround. Like right now, you can get a 2001 Honda Civic EX for $15,788. Or drive home the new Honda CRV LX for a low $16,988. Why Track's looking pretty dizzy. I don't think he feels so good. Oh, uh, he's all right. I think he's heading for your car. My what? Why Track? For details, visit David McDavid Honda on the airport freeway in Irving. Civic EX model EM2291, CRV LX model RD2841. It's Wireless. I can see wireless. It looks like streaks of air that let me be at my daughter's soccer game instead of glass towers where I crunch numbers she doesn't understand. I can see wireless. It looks like X's and O's, little kisses that I write for my wife to read when I'm on the 714 local train seven stops from home. Wireless looks like a magic carpet that gently lays my family on a beach and says, you stay put now. I'll bring you those files from the office. Would you like an iced tea in the meantime? I can see wireless, and I like what I see. AT&T Wireless. Flexible plans, mobile email, text messaging, information access. AT&T Wireless. Your world, close at hand. For details, visit any AT&T Wireless store or authorized dealer, or call 1-800-IMAGINE. Not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Come celebrate the grand opening of our newest AT&T store in Fort Worth at 6039 Precinct Line Road on Saturday, July 21st. I'm Martine Raleigh. Alex Chaka leads the British Open and live update. Coming up next. You know, at MTB, National Tire and Battery, we try to have fun with our ads. We use clever witticisms about unbalanced tires throwing the world off its axis, about the air in your tires dreaming of being free. And while we all sure could use a laugh in this crazy world, at MTB, there's one thing we take very seriously. Your peace of mind. Now, you may be in a situation where you need to replace your Firestone Wilderness AT tires. We just want you to know that when you come to NTB, we'll take care of you. No jokes, no humorous anecdotes. Just replacement tires. From brands you know and trust, like Goodyear, Michelin, and BF Goodrich. So call 1-877-SHOP-NTB for a store near you. And we promise we'll try to be funnier next time. NTB. We know tires. To make things even easier for you, for a limited time, we're offering special financing when you use your NTB card to purchase your replacement tires. Special restrictions apply, so see store for details. With a major golf update, I'm Todd Ant. An ex-Czech and a Brit have moved to the top of the leaderboard during the third round of the British Open. Alex Czeka, defected from Czechoslovakia, was raised in Germany. Now Czeka leads the Open. He is at 9 under through 14. Birdie four of his last six has seven birdies for the day. Greg Owen from Mansfield, England. Double eagle on 11. He is at 7 under through 12. Jesper Partovic, 7 under through 12. And Colin Montgomery, also 7 under through 12 but is looking at a possible double bogey at 13. He was stuck in a bunker. Tiger Woods, one over for the day on 17 now. He is at two under for the championship, seven shots back of the leader. David Duval finished the day. He is three shots back of the leader. He's in the clubhouse.
Todd Ant, ABC Sports. And this British Open update was brought to you by Sears. Why should you get a new Die Hard battery? Because Die Hard is America's most trusted battery. Get your new Die Hard battery expertly installed seven days a week at any Sears Auto Center. The name says it all, Die Hard. Our next ticket ticker at 12:10. breaking sports news first guarantee to Martin Raleigh, reminding you to remember the time he's been listening to the rant on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. The biggest names in sports and guys you like to have a beer with. Dallas-Fort Worth's original all-sports station. Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. Eleven fifty-four. Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. This is the Gordon Keith Show. Finishing up for this Saturday. We have several quick hits. We also have the hot spot coming in. You guys, uh, you can go ahead and pop on here, Kev. Well, hello. Okay. Hello. Good, thanks, Scooter. And uh, David Robinson also. David Robinson also. <laughs> oh, I like how exaggerated like we've gotten that. I'm David Robinson also. I hate that. <laughs> it's so nasal, you can't understand him. <laughs> I hate that, man. Why? Why are you wearing a wife beater t-shirt? He likes showing off those guns. Show my guns. I thought that was like a that's like a white trash thing. Mm. I didn't realize it's a lot of rappers. Uh, oh, do they? Yeah, yeah. Ja Rule, R. Kelly. Now Ja Rule, he's the dude who uh, wrote that J Lo song, right? That she'd yeah. be getting in trouble for. The one, the remix with, with the, the end bomb. Uh, yeah, with the end bomb in it. I would have kicked. Oh no, I leave it alone. I haven't what heard it? it. What is she thinking? That she can get away with using the N-bomb because she wants dated always, Puff Daddy. Gosh, she, yeah, I, she thinks she's down with that scene, though. Wow. I always love it. I get the biggest kick out of when a white person or anybody who's not black mm -hmm. thinks that they're hip enough to kind of kind of let that one fly by there. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I love oh, it when all hell erupts. Hey, we had that happen just about a month ago. We had a Tyree CD release party with the record label, and afterwards there was kind of an after party, and there was this one Hispanic dude who had way too much to drink, and uh -oh, he decided to get up, up on the table in front of a room full of black men and women. <laughs> How's all my N-bombs doing tonight? And everybody's like, dude, well, we you're about around. to get hurt, man. <laughs> Sit <laughs> down. All of his friends were like, please quit saying that. And he went on, and I finally... One of his good buddies, who was huge, dragged him aside and said, right. look, you're going to have to leave. But he said it about 10 or 11 more times after yeah. that. There's very, there's very few white guys who can get away with that. I'm trying to think. Does Eminem I don't use it? Know. He doesn't no, I don't think it. any white guy can get away yeah? with that. I, mean, I think I, you're right. If I hear a white guy say it, I would kick his ass. What's going down? I can't down. think of one. What if Elvis said that? I kick his fat ass. Hey, come on. <laughs> what? Not <laughs> like Elvis did ever say that. <laughs> Yeah, it's so. Has there not been one white guy that was really successful in getting away with it? Mm, no. The vanilla Ice. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, it'd go over real well. Shug Knight had him hanging from a window. Okay, <laughs> and, and something else that I find really annoying. Okay. Is I always get annoyed when white guys are so annoyed why black people can call each other that, oh, yeah. but they can't call. <laughs> oh, it drives a Big that. Dick Hunter crazy. I was gonna say that's the why? one person. I don't yeah. understand why they care. Right. Yeah, it's not even necessarily in front of him. Or I mean, do you, is, does the white guy want to be able to use that in front of the black guy? <laughs> Thank you, thanks. It's unfair. In fact, Big Dick Hunter is trying to come up with his own word that only white people can use. It won't work. No, no, it's no, already it's failed. The same. It won't work. What's that, Dave? Okay. Uh, Corby Davidson joins us right now on the hotline. Hi, Corby. Now, David just told a big, bold-faced lie. What's, why is that? Because the first time I met you, when you came up to the station one time, mm -hmm. and um, I said, what's up, my N-biatch? 
And you just <laughs> you never, I would have kicked no way. You never said to me. Never. Yeah, you high five me, and I think we, we did the uh, chest. <laughs> <laughs> no, that didn't happen, man. My NBI. <laughs> I would have met you outside and put a cap in your ass. Come on, Corby. You know better than that. No, seriously, uh, what would you do? I mean, in all honesty, David, yeah. if some guy, like like Dave, some guy who is a nice guy, and you know he didn't mean anything bad by it, and he did say that to you, you wouldn't kick his ass, but what would you say to him? So I would say, hey, man, don't use that word again, not around me. I say that's best for you to use it around somebody else because I'm telling you now, the other person may not tell you next time. But that's what, it. But what if it was Corby? I mean, because he worked with Chris Arnold. So I would. <laughs> yeah, he knows the guy. He knows the black guy. Who all here likes the way Corby's always hidden behind that Chris Arnold thing to give him credit? <laughs> that is such a lie. I've never done that. All right, joining us right now is also uh, Richard Hunter, who is Richard. the producer of The Hot Spot. Richard, thanks for joining us. All right, let's be clear about something. I'm not <laughs> jealous of the fact that they throw around the N-word and that I want to use it. I don't want anyone to use it because it is disrespectful to their African-American ancestors. Well, you why do the, they get to say it then? Well, you hate the black man in the first place, well, Big Dick. Because, why because, do they they have, because they have no regard for history and those who have sacrificed to be able to give them the rights that they have. Why do they still have a country called that in Africa? No, Dave, it's pronounced. <laughs> it's not pronounced that way. <laughs> So, anyway, it's very ironic that the, the whitest man of the hotspot crew is uh, the most active in, in fighting for civil rights. But I just wanted to clear that up. Yeah, and but what, also, what's it to you if, if exactly, two guys Richard, in the privacy on. of their own lives want to use that word? Who cares? Because, because it's offensive to everybody else around them. Why? Not necessarily. So when I, when I use it in a meeting with, with Kevin Blanford, you never say anything about that. Do you say, like, y'all use it in meetings with Kevin? He just kind of bows his head and acts like, oh, God, this is so uncomfortable. They're using the N-word. <laughs> no, do you guys let that word fly, like, when you're talking to each other? Yeah, I, I use it a lot. I use uh -huh. it probably more than anybody, well, on the show, as far as me and Kevin. Wait, what happened there? Big Dick got mad. He just quit because we use it still. Big <laughs> just hang up? He got, he got mad. Huh. Do you say it like, uh, like when someone says something stupid? Do you? Because, David, I've heard you say this. You'd be like, N, please. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mm -hmm. said, don't air one time. We had to dump it. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> we did. I did. We did. I okay, say, wait, I Big Dick's back. I want to get away with saying that. All right, Big Dick, you back? Yes, all right. So if you guys, if Kevin and David, if we could get Rosa Parks up to the station and they would use it at will in but, front well, of wait her, a second. That's not quit complaining about I, it. I understand what you're trying to say, but the point is that they're not using it in front of her. I mean, you have a point. Well, why not? If, if they are around, like, uh, some older black people who are really offended by that word, right. that that word still has a sting that it doesn't have to younger people these yeah. days, then, yeah, I would say that's wrong. They, they need to be considered of the people around. The same way that Dave and I, when we're talking to each other and with Corby, we probably use a lot saltier language than we would use with older people. Mm -hmm. Call from, each other honkies yeah, and stuff. Not, no, we're not bad. We're not, <laughs> not talking about racial slurs. Let me give you another example. Would it be okay for the Beastie Boys, since they're all Jewish, to run around wearing swastikas and saying, you know, we can do this because we're Jewish and, and we're not disparaging each other. We're, we're actually trying to, to turn it around and, and turn this into something that only we can use. Would anybody have a problem with you that? Yeah. Us Nazis now? Yeah, people would have a problem with that. Right. So what's the difference? But